This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, Raider Nation. This is the Silver and Black Today podcast, an Odyssey original podcast. You're with Mo Moten coming down to the final stretch. And of course, as usual on Thursday, Scott and I usually break down the Raiders' upcoming opponent. This time, that is the Patriots, but I'll be doing that by myself for my co-host who's out under the weather. So let's get into it. Uh, before I do, Actually, before I do that, I have a preview from our producer, David Stepanian, who's going to talk about the Raiders' upcoming opponent, the New England Patriots. After a long week for the Raiders and a short week for the Patriots, an interesting matchup finds its way to Las Vegas as New England continues its playoff hunt in a tough AFC East. On the other side, the Raiders coming off their fourth blown 13-plus point lead of the season, which tied an NFL record. Coach Josh McDaniels knows how important finishing games will be if they want to spoil New England's playoff hopes. Yeah, you have to look. It's it's 60 minutes, you know, and everybody will point to the last play or the last four plays or the last drive or what have you. But you know, there's plays in every quarter that could have helped us extend the lead. Um, there's things we could have done in all three phases that would have, uh, you know, put us further ahead in games. And look, I mean. You know, it, it, there's a lot of things that, you know, go into a result in a, in a National Football League. And, um, you know, there, I, I'm thinking of six or eight or ten of them right now that could have changed some, some outcomes of drives either way, you know. So um, <clears throat> these are hard lessons to learn. They are. And, uh, you know, the, like I said, playing, playing, you, you always play to win. We're, we're aggressive and try to do those kind of things. But, you know, we're one yard shy of a first down on the fourth and on the third and one, you know, and, and, um, you know, they make a stop there. And if we get it, the game's over, you know, so um, there's a lot of things we could point to right now that uh, would have helped us close the game. Derek Carr had a game to forget last Thursday, completing 11 of 20 for 137 yards and no TDs along with two picks. Josh Jacobs, meanwhile, carried the ball 27 times, his second highest total of the season. So the extra rest days will come in handy for both players. 
The Patriots, meanwhile, are coming off a cursed Monday night football game where three of their starters were injured in the first half alone. Pierre Strong, their rookie running back, shined with 70 yards on five carries with a TD to boot and instantly found himself on the watch list of many Patriots fans. With so many storylines heading into this Sunday, Derek Carr knows the keys to victory. You know, it hurts, uh, but we put ourselves in that position, right? Um, you know, we, you know, we won, you know, however many games in a row, but it doesn't mean you win the next one. And uh, you try and you know, talk about it, preach about it, you know, uh, you know, work so that doesn't happen. Uh, but it happened to us today, and it, it's it's hard, it's tough. But we put ourselves in that position, like it's nobody else's fault. I, I really think it just comes down to the execution of the plays. Um, you know, that you know some of the stuff that hurt us in past games. Um, you know, that's just what it came down to at the end. It's been 20 years since the Tuck game, but Raider Nation has a long memory and dealing a serious blow to New England's playoff hopes will be something for fans to cheer about in a season that hasn't had many cheerful moments. New England comes in as a two-point favorite, and after originally being a Sunday night football contest, the game has been flexed to a 1 p.m. kickoff. For Silver and Black Today, I'm David Stepanian. Shout out to David Stepanian. I, I actually owe David uh, a dinner. He he was in New York recently, and I wasn't uh, unavailable to join him. David, if you're listening, my apologies again. When you're back in New York City, hit my line. We'll have some steak. We'll talk about Raiders, the positive stuff, not the negative stuff, and anything you want to discuss. But on to the Raiders' upcoming opponent. Did you watch Monday Night Football? Did you watch the Patriots and the Cardinals? I know it was a tough watch for anybody. Uh, because it wasn't exactly two high-performing offensive attacks. But the Patriots made it interesting because their defense absolutely dominated the Cardinals' makeshift, makeshift offensive line. I believe the Cardinals had one original start in Kelvin Beecham at right tackle. And um, Matt Judon and Josh Uche, they're becoming a, a dynamic duo. Both of them have 10-plus sacks. I believe Uche has 10 Matt Judon has 14 and a half, and he's tied with Nick Bosa to lead the league in sacks. So those those two guys are legit. <laughs> the Raiders have to make sure that those two guys don't wreck the game. Uh, that defense as a whole, usually the Patriots have a good defense because of Bill Belichick and his staff. His son, I believe, is ma- also making calls for that unit right now. That defense forced two turnovers, and former Raiders linebacker Raquan McMillan scooped and scored on a fumble for a touchdown. So it's a legit defense. The Raiders are not going to just go up and down the field on this Patriots team uh I think the problem for the Raiders is going to be the interior of their offensive line Parham is a rookie who's already allowed 40 pressures Bars is hurt he has a knee injury Joshua Daniels doesn't know if he's going to be available for Sunday's game they did sign Natane Muthi from the Broncos practice squad and he may have to step in at right guard if not it could be a Luminar sliding into right guard with their Mumford playing right tackle so I expect the Patriots to attack the Raiders uh, interior gaps. Judon, uh, he's going to put pressure on Parham. He's going to put pressure on Muthi if he plays, or a banged up bars. And the Raiders are going to have to combat that. And how do they do that? Either roll car outside a few times. You have Jakob Johnson play more snaps and provide an extra layer of pass protection. You lean on the short passing game, get the ball out quick. Derek Carr has that quick release. Get the ball to Josh Jacobs and Amir Abdullah. Most importantly, use the Patriots' aggressiveness against them. Run it right up the gut. Which can cause interior pass rushes to overrun a play 
if a if a running back is going up the middle full speed and they're going for the sack. Keep in mind the Patriots' last two opponents, the Bills and Cardinals, have rushed for 132 and 113 yards. And I I know what you're thinking. Josh Allen is mobile, he can run the ball. Nope. He only had 20 yards in that game against the Patriots. It was mostly Devin Singletary and James Cook. On Monday, James Conner had a big game. I know, because he's on my fantasy team. But we won't talk about that. But anyway. With the Patriots struggling against the run a little bit, Josh Jacobs should be able to feast. And even if he doesn't, force the Patriots to respect the ground game and then hit him over the top with the play action. At some point, the big plays will be there if New England respects the run. By the way, Patriots starting cornerback Josh, not Josh, Jack Jones left with an injury last Monday. Jalen Mills missed the last game because he has a groin injury. So there, there will be, again, there will be some big plays to be had over the top especially if New England plays the run. Derek Hart can go over the top to Devontae Adams or Matt Collins for some big plays and exploit that secondary a bit. I know it's a tough secondary, but you have the game plan design to get your guys open downfield, and I believe the Raiders can do that off of the ground attack. Now, defensively, the Raiders can mirror what the Patriots do in, t- in attacking the interior of the New England Patriots offensive line. They have a rookie in Cole Strange, who's allowed four sacks, committed five penalties this year. Maybe you want to test his pass protection. I also want to see Max Crosby and Chandler Jones attack on the edges. I know you're going to have to respect the run game because the Patriots like to run the ball with Ramondre Stevenson or Damian Harris if he's recovered from a thigh injury. Uh, Kevin Kevin Harris had a touchdown on Monday. Uh, P- Pierre Strong played on Monday, filling in for Ramondre Stevenson, Stevenson who left. So they have a group of running backs. So you got to respect their run game. But I still want to see the, the, the Raiders attack on the edge. And that's because Isaiah Wynn has been out since week 12. Trent Brown's not having a great season. Still a pretty good offensive tackle, but he's allowed eight sacks and committed 11 penalties. So there's some sacks to be had on the edge. The rate the, not the Raiders, the Patriots are going with a third string right tackle. They have gone with Connor McDermott in the last two games. He's behind Trent Brown, well, actually behind Isaiah Wynn and Yannick Ajust. So they have a third-string right tackle out there. It's a weak link on that offensive line that the Raiders can exploit. As far as the, as far as the defense on the second and third level, Divine Diablo not ready to come back from a forearm injury. Jayon Brown is on IR with a hand injury. We might see more Darian Butler and Luke Masterson. I know Luke Masterson has had some decent moments. But that makes me a little nervous. The Raiders are a little thin at linebacker next to Denzel Perryman. So, I have a proposal. I would like to see more of Isaiah Polamau. That's Troy Polamau's nephew, for those who don't know. I don't want to see more of him just because he's related to a Hall of Famer. That's not where I'm going with it, but I'm just giving you context here. But he Polamau is a hybrid-type player. Listed at 6'4", 211 pounds, has experience as a safety. He can hit. He can cover the shallow areas. I believe he had five picks at USC. Uh, he can match up with Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry because Hunter Henry is not a athletic tight end. He's not a Darren Waller. He doesn't have great speed either. He's not going to shake a defender out of his cleats. Uh, you can have a center match up with him and, and blanket him. You don't want Hunter Henry to break the game open. As we all know, the Raiders through the years have had issues covering tight ends. I would hate to see Hunter, Hunter Henry have over 100 yards for Mac Jones throwing short passes or in the seam. I just, I don't want to see that. The Raiders have to cover up the middle of the field because they are thin at the linebacker position. I think dropping a safety like Isaiah Polamau, who has some cover, coverage skills, 
can really help them in that area. Now, as far as odds makers are concerned, I'm not going to give a prediction. Sometimes Scott and I give predictions on the game. I'm not going to do that. I've been wrong so many times this year with the Raiders. When I expect the Raiders to win, like last week against the Rams, they disappointed me. When I expect the Raiders not to do well, that's when they do well. So I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to say, look, this is what the odds makers say. The, the Patriots are favored by one point. I think it's a 24-21 game either way. But, of course, the Raiders have to learn how to finish. If they get up by 10 or more points in the Patriots, I'm not saying anything until the clock strikes 0-0-0 because we just saw what happened with the Rams and the Raiders all year have had issues holding leads. Part of that is because their offense is stalled. Part of that, their defense is gassed at the end of games. And sometimes the defense just makes poor penalties, commits poor penalties. You saw the boneheaded mistakes. So again, it's a litany of things here. So the Raiders have to stay dialed in. If they jump out quick on the Patriots, keep that momentum going. Hopefully the offense doesn't stall. Hopefully the defense holds up. And they limit penalties and they'll be able to finish the game with a leap as if they get up on the Patriots. But we'll see what happens there. Again, I think it's a field goal either way. I think it's going to be a competitive game simply because these head coaches know each other very well. Obviously, Josh McDaniels has spent years under Bill Belichick. He talked about that today. Learning from Bill Belichick. I'm not going to rehash that because we all understand. We all know where Josh McDaniels has come from. We all know who he's learned a lot from. So I won't go over that. But that goes to show that it has the makings of a close game because of the familiarity. Josh McDaniels isn't that far removed from this Patriots team. He talked about it on Wednesday. He know, he still knows a lot of these players that are on the roster. Now, of course, they've made some additions. Guys have left. Guys have played different roles. They've changed some things, possibly. But he knows that roster. And Bill Belichick knows Josh McDaniels. He knows how Josh McDaniels runs his offense. He knows what he wants to do with his offense. His offense. So there's going to be very few tricks in this game between the Patriots and the Raiders. And I think Josh McDaniels said, you can tweak some things, but a leopard doesn't change his spots. That was my added context about the leopard. But basically said, you can only do but so much as far as changes are concerned. But I do expect a competitive game. I think it's going to come down to a field goal. Now, Nick Folk is a pretty good kicker, but the Raiders have one of the best kickers in the game in Daniel Carlson. And if I had to put my money on someone winning by a field goal, I would put it on the Raiders, but I'm not saying the Raiders are going to win because when I do that, typically they disappoint me, so I'm not, I'm not going to go there. But I will say, I think we should prepare for a good game. I think we're going to see a lot of defensive plays made as well. So prepare for that. Uh, but I want to end this, wrap it up. I know this is a Raiders show, but Mike Leach passing away, I believe on Tuesday, a couple of days ago, and there was just an outpouring of respect for him. Uh, a lot of fans, a lot of writers, too. I know Chrissy Freud, who I not work with. I know Scott works with on Bengals material. She's also with Sports Not. Chrissy Freud uh, had a personal wish, not personal, but she had a direct contact with Mike Leach. And she shared some things. And a lot of other coaches did. Josh McDaniels did. And I just want to say his influence is all over the league. And just from a personal standpoint, I never talk to Mike Leach. I don't have a direct connection with him or anything like that. But I stayed up on Saturday nights to watch Pac-12 after dark to watch Mike Leach coach teams because I knew I was going to see some offense. And he's the reason why I know who Luke Falk and Gardner Minshew are. I still think Gardner Minshew is one of the 
most underrated players in the league, and I think he could still be a starter in the league. I wouldn't mind if the Raiders picked him up as a backup, actually, if they were going to go with a veteran. But back to Mike Leach, I honestly watched a ton of Washington State games with the expectations to see innovation on offense, and Leach usually delivered on that. Of course, he was with Texas Tech before Washington State, and most recently he had three seasons with Mississippi State, leading them to an 8-4 record. But all of that is, is trivial to what he's done for the entirety of the game. Mike Leach will never be forgotten. Rest in peace, coach. Um, just a just incredible, just an incredible legacy as a as a football coach out there, and just the amount of respect just shows you how important he was to the game. So again, uh, rest in peace and condolences to his family. But I want to end on a on a positive note. As I said, I think the Raiders are going to be competitive, and I've talked about this with Scott. That at this point in the season, when the playoffs are out of reach, you find out who the dogs are in your locker room, who's invested. You know, are they planning their trip to Cancun? Are they planning their off-season trip to wherever they want to go? Or have they checked out? Because the guy, let me tell you something, the guys that checked out or will check out, those guys won't be on the roster next year. The guys who are still playing full throttle, going all in, playing with their hair on fire, all those great cute contacts, you know, those sayings we like to use, hair on fire and all of that stuff, those guys are going to stay on the roster. Those guys have a chance to come back in 2023. So again, just because the playoffs are out of reach doesn't mean you stop evaluating because this keeps going through the offseason. Who are the core guys? Who are gonna, who's going to be part of our depth? Because Josh McDaniels said this, and I agree with him today. He said, in November, December, this is when, you're de- this is when your second, third strings have to step up. This is when the depth of your roster has to step up and play well because this is the reality of the NFL. You're not going to have a completely healthy roster. And he said this. He said, this is why you look at the roster, not as a 53-man roster, but a 69-man roster that includes the practice squad because guys on the practice squad are going to be called up to play eventually. That's just the nature of the game. So what I'll be looking at other than Derek Carr in the red zone, how the Raiders handle the Patriots' pass rush, how they handle their thin linebacker core, I want to see how passionate they are about the game. How they finish. Are they going to finally finish a game if they get a lead? Let's say they go up by 13 points. Do they finally show that they could play 60 minutes and have focus and not commit silly penalties? You know, so the, again, the evaluation period continues. You can still improve at this point in the season, even with backups in, even at your current record of 5-8. and eight, There are still strides to be made. So now... I'm going to close this out by saying get well soon, get well soon Scott Gobranson. Uh, appreciate you having me on solo to do this. I'm not a solo guy. I, full disclosure, I, I came into this as a writer, and Scott has really trusted me with the show not to uh, destroy it within a couple of days and get on here and talk to you guys about Raiders football and all matters around it. So I appreciate him, and I appreciate you guys and gals listening to me and bearing with me as I filter through this and go through these segments alone and, and just chat about Raiders as I normally would in a barbershop over a dinner with someone personally who asked me, like, how are the Raiders doing? This is normally how I would talk to them and have little small stupid jokes and talk about off-tangent things and, you know, link things off with uh, with analogies. It, it's the fun thing to do. I, I really enjoy doing this. So, again, thanks for sticking with me through this solo act. This is a Silver and Black Today podcast, an Odyssey original podcast. Hopefully, Scott is back on Sunday. But if he isn't, 
I will be with you next week because I'm healthy. Hopefully Scott gets healthy. Take care of yourself, Raider Nation. Stick with us. Again, number three podcast on the Artist Network. Continue to support us. We appreciate you. Thank you.